In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. Motherhood Incorporated proudly presents Military Mom Talk Radio live on toginet.com. Co-hosted by Robin Boyd and Sandra Beck, the owner of Motherhood Incorporated. Military Mom Talk Radio is here with a powerful platform for women to discuss their ideas, issues, and concerns with respect to the military lifestyle. Military Mom Talk Radio encourages you to share your experiences of being a military wife and mother. This show is dedicated to educating your family about the many resources that are available in both the public and private sector and we'll be sharing helpful information from women all over the world we'll cover everything military from helping a family member cope with post-traumatic stress disorder to navigating government programs dealing with family issues to the struggles of deployment along with being a working mother both in and out of the home this is military mom talk radio and here are your hosts sandra beck and robin boyd Hi, everyone. Welcome to Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. We know it's getting close. We know it's down to the wire. It's time to get those last-minute gifts. And if you're scrambling, like I am kind of scrambling right now, we have three options for you. In some recent shows, we met some wonderful authors. All year long, we've had some great authors. But we thought we'd recap a few of the most recent ones that we've had. First, um, uh, we want to introduce you or reintroduce you to uh, a gal that we had on named Linda Maloney. She wrote a book entitled Military Fly Moms, and it is one of the most inspiring books. You will certainly want to consider this for some of the loved ones in your life. We also want to uh, feature a segment that we had with Margaret Brown. She wrote That Time, That Place, That War, Vietnam. Uh, uh, in that same show, we had a gentleman, uh, Dwight Zimmerman, and we know that we'll have Dwight back, and he co-authored a book with Bill O'Reilly entitled Lincoln's Last Days. That's a youth book that you may want to consider for some of the young people on your list. But first, let's check in with that segment we had with Linda Maloney. Tell everybody who you are and what you've done, because you're kind of a rock star in my book of cool things that you've done in your life. Oh, my eight-year-old always tells me I'm uh, famous. I don't know if I agree with that. I'm really just one of many. I uh, spent 20 years in the Navy uh, as an enlisted member and then as, a, as an officer and aviator, and I retired in 2004. In my last year of the military, I actually did not get married until I was 39, but during my last year of the military, I had my first son, and then a couple years later, I had my second. But um, I, my husband really encouraged me to write a book. I was one of the very first women to eject from a, uh, an aircraft back in 1991, and he encouraged me to write a book about my experiences. And I just really thought that my story was really one of many. And I wanted to share um, women's stories. And, and what I knew, obviously, was aviation, since I spent about 14 years flying A6s and EA6Bs. I'm a naval flight officer. And um, I just got into this whole thing of, uh, as a strong woman, what legacy I was going to pass on to my my kids and what um, legacy other women, strong women that have unusual careers would pass down to their kids. And that's how the whole idea spawned. 
Well, and that's just so important, Linda, because, you know, as a military mom talk radio, you know, we talk about moms and, you know, aunts and, and, you know, the women that are serving today. When you look at what you've done, like, you know, just being the first woman to eject from an aircraft, you know, this is just cool. Like, there's no way, two ways about it. I think what you've done with your book, I think what you've done with your career is really an inspiration. I love that you got married late. I was a late bloomer, too. I didn't have my kids till I was, like, 38 and 40. It was kind of, like, under the gun. I better get these kids out. You know, you've done a lot in your lifetime, and you're an inspiration for the women that follow in the footsteps behind us. And I just think that rocks. Oh, thank you. And that's all the women in the book. I started out with 200 and we ended up with 70, 71, including myself. And the women from, are from every military service. And they're just amazing women. And I just have this passion to share with um, middle America because a lot of times I think people have this impression of who women are in the military. And I really just have this passion to show who these women are. And um, it really comes through in all their stories. And they all are really incredible, amazing, inspiring women. But the one thing that really shines through in all their stories is that they love being moms. They all say, you know what, my, my career is great. I love being an F-15 pilot or F-16 pilot. But the best thing I've done in my life is being a mom. And that, to me, that's just so great, you know, that they have, they've done all these things, but they really value being a mom. Well, it's, you never hear male pilots say that. You know, my dad is a big Navy, you know, he's a huge, huge fan of, you know, he was in the Navy and he's, he loves planes and, you know, we've gone to tons of air shows, met tons of pilots and, you know, you never hear a dad pilot go, you know, the best thing I've ever done is have my son. Um, you know, they do talk about their aircraft and how fun it is and that's just such a perfect um, depiction of what I look at your fly moms or our fly moms to go, you know, we are moms first and we get to do cool things and for the first time in history really especially in this country there is no limits on what we can do as women and as moms right well the uh, combat exclusion law was repealed back in 1993 and that was very groundbreaking because that allowed women to fly in any type of aircraft and any type of squadron in the military but it also does present you know um, family life career issues because at a you know certain point in time when a woman decides to have a family you know you have to consciously make those kind of decisions and you have to have a really good support system several of the women are dual military and so they have to balance the deployment schedules, and they all say that they they have to have a good um, uh, support structure, whether it's nearby family or other friends. Sure, but to have a choice, like that's the thing that I love about it. You know, when they repealed the combat exclusion law, you know that we get the choice. Like, you know, that's a big advocate. You know, Robin, I think you share my same feelings with this. Mm -hmm. That, mm -hmm. that you know, as moms, you know, I'm a single mom of two kids, run a company in technology. You know, Robin has raised two children. She was self-employed, ran her own company. You know, we're kind of groundbreakers, all three of us. You know, for something that's going to be normal in the next next couple generations. It's just going to be normal to be a mom and be able to do what you want to do in so far as your career. Well, a lot of the women do say that they feel like they can have it all, but just different stages in life. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't, you know, a lot of times you can't have it all all at once. Right. But absolutely. I, yeah. Right. Yeah. Linda, how did you come in contact with the women you featured in your book? Because you're saying that you had about 70 different women contributing to your, your content. 
Right. The story or the, the book has 71 different women, and I started out with a couple of hundred. I belong to a couple of women's organizations, flying aviation flying organizations, women military aviators, women in aviation. And I just started contacting some women from those organizations along with some friends of mine, and the idea just uh, went crazy. I mean, people just loved the idea, and they started contacting me. It just spread like wildfire. So it wasn't wow. very hard for me to get a lot of uh, women to participate participate in the book, uh, they were coming to me. And like I said earlier, there's um, women from every military service, Army, Navy, Air Force, Coast Guard, Marine Corps, Air National Guard, and they're all either current or former aviators. Many of them have flown in combat. Um, some are uh, retired. Some are still active duty. Some are even stay-at-home moms. One of the women in the book, she has um, six children now, and she's retired from the Air Force, and she's a stay-at-home mom. I love that. I love that. I love that we have that choice today. Um, Hey, Linda, how do you, you know, I loved what you said about, you know, we can have it all. We just can't have it all at once. How, you know, like when you talk about, you know, these women in high powered positions too, balancing the career and family, what do you think are some of the secrets? Well, definitely, like I talked about earlier, support. You have to have a good support structure. And also one thing that's available is the reserves. If, if you have a, especially if you have a dual active duty military couple, a lot of times one of them chooses to go to the reserves. Although, as you know now, the reserve, <laughs> um, the people in the reserves deploy a lot, just as much as the active duty folks. That's but, right. Right, but the women talk a lot about child care and the different types of child care that they use. Some have in-home nannies, some have out-of-home nannies, some have um, um, sisters come for like six months or a year to help them out or moms or dads uh, that help them out. And so they, they use a lot of different types of support, and they also use the on-base child care, which is um, critical in many of their family situations. Well, and I want to talk a little bit just off topic because this is what I see from, you know, doing the show for three years and meeting all sorts of different people. There's a different mindset that that I see that women have in this situation, that they're really able to compartmentalize something that a lot of people struggle with. And it's just a, I'm going to make it work. I'll figure it out. I don't know how it'll be. I'm not sure the way it's going to work out, but I'll figure it out. Can you talk a little bit about that mindset? Cause you have it. I know you do. Well, Obviously, I'm very type A. Most of, most women avi- aviators in general are very type A, so very uh, dedicated, passionate. Obviously, they love what they do. And um, I think is, if a woman knows that her kids are being well taken care of, then she can go to work and not have to worry about, you know, that. And um, so I... I just think that um, we're really just like the guys in a, in a lot of ways in terms of being aviators. We're pretty type A, and um, we're, we're very motivated and dedicated to what we do. We also love serving our country. That's one thing, too, that comes out in all the stories. The women just love being um, part of the military, and they love serving their country. Uh, Linda, we want to make sure that people know where to find this beautiful book. And um, do I, I want to say uh, the website, which is shop.tannenbaumpublishing.com. Is that correct? Right. That's my publisher. They can go right to my website. And actually, if they go to my website, they can okay. get, um, there's a promotional code there that they can use to get $10 off the price. And okay. if they go to my website, www.lindahydemaloney.com, they can um, uh, get to the book that way. Or if they do a Google search on Military Fly Moms, it comes up all over the place. 
Oh, yeah, good. he did a good job on that. He did a good job. <laughs> and uh, if anybody does need help with that, they can certainly email us here at Military Mom Talk Radio, and we'll certainly be uh, glad to direct that to you. Uh, that, that yeah, it's a pretty book. It's a really nice book. Like I have it in the, you know, the cabinet with all the other books of the guests we've had on, and it really stands out. It's really well done. Oh, thank oh, you so much. Congratulations, Linda. Thank you. It was eight years in, in coming, so I'm very excited, <laughs> very proud of it. So, thank you. It's just like giving birth, isn't it? It is. I think you have an eight-year-old. A long labor. Long labor. Yeah, let's start a book. Oh. Give birth. That's a yeah. That's typical type A. Oh my goodness, Linda Maloney. Thank you very, very much. Uh, we are proud of you. We thank you for your service. Military fly moms sharing memories, building legacies, inspiring hope. Thank you so much, Linda. You'll want to stay tuned right after these messages. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. to the Travel Chick Show with Bonnie Kitahata. Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Bonnie will share with you an hour of travel ideas, experiences, adventures, and tips from her guests. Topics range from local day trips to international excursions, from organized professional vacations to spur-of-the-moment getaways. For fun or business, groups or solo, by bus, car, plane, train, boat, bike, hike, or horse, you'll also hear about travel-related subjects like cultures, travel photography, keepsakes, and more. Whether you love to travel yourself or you enjoy seeing the world vicariously through others, join us and enjoy travel stories from around the U.S. and around the world. For more information on The Travel Chick Show, check out Bonnie's website, thetravelchick.com. Then join us for the show, The Travel Chick Show, live Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific time with your host, Bonnie Kitohara, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. What's ideal for you? Really, what's ideal for you? Being who you are, doing what you love, and getting out and about with friends. What's ideal for you? With your host, Janice Christopher. Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. And it all starts with Janice doing just that. Then being open, curious, authentic, and living her life on a quest to discover everything that could possibly make life ideal. Check out the website, whatsidealforyou.com. Studies have shown that 80% of Americans, and probably everyone else too, dislike their work. 80%. The mission then is to turn that passion statistic around. To show how it is possible to live your passions and make a living. Or live your passions so that you'll be able to mush through your job until you can change it. And watch life's magic begin to happen. It's What's Ideal for You with your host Janice Christopher. Tuesday evenings at 7 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Put a boot in your ass, it's the American way. Help Sam, put your name at the top of his list and a Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. 
Welcome back, everyone. This is Military Mom Talk Radio today on Veterans Day, or the day after the real day, but today is our day to celebrate. Um, Our first guest was teaching at the English Department at Radford University in Virginia, and she was given the creative license to develop a unique curriculum for the honors program that would focus on one topic for the semester. For a number of years, her focus was the Vietnam War. Aided by members of the Vietnam Veteran of Veterans of America Chapter 138, Margaret Brown witnessed a new generation gaining new insight on a war that some may say we are still fighting. That Time, That Place, That War is an illustrated reference book that sprang from author Margaret Brown's experiences teaching this honors program. Margaret's work, along with poetry by the soldiers themselves and photos very personal and unique to those who were there, who remember, uh, will bring this story to light that may not have been told in any other way. Margaret Brown, welcome to Military Mom Talk Radio. Thank you so much for having me on a special day, even though this isn't the right day for (laughs) Veterans Day. It's the day we have designated to make it uh, our day. That's correct. Um, You are, and I have to say right at the top, thank you for being here uh, under the circumstances that you are, because you're not home. You're traveling, and you're in a hotel room, and let us know why uh, you are traveling. I am so happy to be here. I'm in Gainesville, Georgia, and I have asked to be a guest speaker. My first opportunity at a um, DBA chapter 774, Uh and I'll be speaking at 7 o'clock tonight. Wow. And this audience is all veterans or people who are supporting veterans? Who is this audience that you're addressing? I know that some of the veterans' wives have been invited, mm-hmm. but but at an earlier event here, um, a whole congregation was invited to come. Wow. So I what don't a- know how many will show up. <laughs> <laughs> What an honor, Margaret. This is wonderful. And I'm sure they're going to be enlightened with all that you have to say to them. Because I have to say, I truly was um, enlightened by your book in more ways than one, interestingly. Because so many times over the years, my husband, who was a Vietnam veteran, will have said things. And I will stop him in his tracks. And I'll say, okay, back up you know, in English, please. Uh, Let's talk about what compelled you to present the Vietnam War as an honors program, because you had other sociological uh, programs. What um, What was it that drew you and compelled you to present this to these students year after year? I think because of my age, Mm -hmm. this this was our war. Right. If uh, I had been born male, 
mm-hmm. I could have been over there. Mm-hmm. And but- we, we grew up watching clips from the war on television. Sure. Was it important to, for you from a historic point of view or a sociological point of view? Um, probably sociological. Hmm. Um, I, I, we did much more listening to the veterans who were kind enough to, to share Thursday evenings with mm-hmm. us. And we learned so much from them that uh, that's why I had to write the book. Yeah, yeah. What was the, the evolution? Did you develop your curriculum and then sought out the chapter, was it chapter 138, um, the, those veterans? What first happened was I, I thought, well, I'll teach this course on the Vietnam War because mm-hmm. it's an interest of mine and assigned the book and we start reading, and as you said, um, sometimes you had to say to your husband, please talk English. <laughs> yeah. Well, I found myself having to cobble together a very small glossary so that we could get through the books. Now, they were just basic things like incoming, outgoing in-country, nothing, um, obviously things that my students needed to know, mm-hmm. but but we weren't. We seemed very detached from what we were reading. And because I was teaching the course through the honors program, I had a lot of flexibility Mm-hmm. So I, I found a, um, a very small vet group in Radford, and they uh, said, certainly, we would like to come. And one vet came the first time just to check us out. Yeah. Because, what, because when he came... Back to the world when he came home, uh, he did not get a welcome reception from college students. Right. And here, here I was, a college teacher, asking him to come talk to college students. And I think it took a great deal of courage for Bobby to show up by himself and face college students not knowing what could happen or really why I had invited him to come. Right. And isn't that true, Margaret? I don't think this generation quite understands why a veteran would have that kind of reservation to speak to others because they've, they, uh, unless they have really read of the uh, political environment in that era, 
they wouldn't understand. They they, they, they don't quite get it. They they didn't until Bobby explained it to them. Sure, sure. And one other. of the one of the one of the most important things that we learned that first night is to say, "Welcome home." To, Wonderful to to any vet, and a, and I didn't know that, but I do they, now because they didn't get that. <laughs> My husband they, didn't. Well, there there's a reason they didn't get mm-hmm. that. Right. They they all came home at different times. Sure. The uh, so the they, book they is. Might Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Finish. Go ahead. I was just going to say, uh, talk about the book itself. You've arranged it alphabetically. from, And I love the, uh, so I read somewhere that uh, someone expressed it's from Alpha to Zulu, because it really is, um, to explain the vernacular of the uh, infantrymen during that war. Um, when did you finally realize with your students that the notes that you were taking that was somewhat of a glossary, that this was evolving into a a book, and why did you decide that this uh, this glossary was the going to be your published work as opposed to say maybe a more uh, uh, con- conversational novel? That's a good question. I didn't know that I was going to write this book. <laughs> I I sat in just as my students did taking notes from everything they said from the questions that my students asked. And then the next day when we had class, students turned in a response to the previous evening's program. And the, the, first, the first response I got that I picked up, it said, in written in about three inches of letters, this is magic. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that sends chills up my back. That's amazing. Uh, Margaret, we've only got one more minute uh, before we have to break for commercial. Um I, I want to just quickly address, and then we, I want to make sure people have your website, um, the importance of poems and photos that you've included in this book. When I started looking for gloss, when I, was, when I started looking seriously at glossaries, there were many, many, most by military and um, you really had to have a, a, mil- a military background in order to understand it. Mm. And our guides, as we began calling them, <laughs> we were very um, protective of our guides. Um, I, I didn't know what I would do with the information. 
Oh, yeah. Margaret, I'm going to give the website on the other side of the break. Margaret Brown, uh, we'll have you back, I promise. (laughs) Thank you so much. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Are you the kind of parent who just wants their kids to live the life of their dreams? Well, grab your kids and join How to Raise a Millionaire Radio with Ann Morgan James and Jack James. It's a lively interview and call-in show, Thursday, 6 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. This dynamic mother and son team are on a mission. They want to empower kids to dream big and go after those dreams with gusto. They want to fill the world with kid entrepreneurs. Are your kids ready for success? Don't miss their fun annex, lively guests, and discussions. For more on Ann and Jack and their show, check out their website, howtoraiseamillionaire.com. Then join the conversation of lively interviews and call-ins, and let's give our kids the tools and encouragements they need to build a future they can bank on, no matter what the economy throws their way. It's How to Raise a Millionaire Radio with Ann Morgan James and Jack James. Thursdays, 6 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Do you feel like when you watch a cooking show or read a food magazine that the recipes are not practical for a busy family? Do you wish you could have a conversation with someone about the best way to get dinner on the table fast after a long day at work? Are you tired of cooking dinner only to have your family turn up their nose and all of your hard work? Do you want to hear more about healthy living and finding more time to find your passion in life? We'll pull up a chair and visit with Heather Tallman, host of Around the Kitchen Sink. Thursday nights at 10 p.m. here on Tugginet Radio. Like many women, finding balance in life and time to take care of yourself is hard to do. Between managing a career and marriage and children and a busy family schedule, it's hard to maintain a sense of self. And Heather shares how she does it. Check out Heather's website, basilmama.com. Join us for food and a whole lot more on Around the Kitchen Sink with your host, Heather Tallman. Thursday nights at 10 p.m. Central on toginet.com. There ain't no doubt I love this land. God bless the USA. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Welcome back, everyone. We're just finishing up our conversation with author Margaret Brown. Um, her book, That Time, That Place, That War, is a, a wonderful book chronicling the uh, language of the Vietnam era, the soldiers of Vietnam. Margaret, before you uh, go off to your conference tonight, and I wish you the best of luck with, uh, with your presentation tonight, I want to make sure people have your website. That is www.onewordtelevisionwar.com. And we can purchase the book there as well as read about you? Yes, and it's also available on Kindle and Nook. Wonderful. 
I am. Uh, I very much appreciate having the copy of this book. We've we've gone through it. I have to say quite thoroughly. Uh, Margaret Brown, thank you so much. And I do hope once the new year comes along, we can have you back and talk a little bit more about this and and other stories. And thank you. And welcome home, all veterans. That's from me and my. 160 students that I taught over four years. That's wonderful. God bless. Thank you so much, Margaret. Thank you. Uh, coming up next, we have Dwight John Zimmerman. He's a best-selling and award-winning author, a radio show host, a producer. And uh, closest to our hearts, he is the president of the Military Writers Society of America. As you know, we have had so many authors from their organization, and uh, we're so proud to feature its members on our show. Dwight's the co-author with Mr. Bill O'Reilly of the of the newest book, New York Times number one best-selling Lincoln's Last Days, which is a young adult adaptation of Bill O'Reilly's best-selling Killing Lincoln. Dwight's here with us today to talk about this book and more from MWSA. Mr. Dwight Zimmerman, thank you for being here. Welcome. Well, thank you very much. I'm very happy to be here. I'm glad to have you back. We always always seem to have not enough time once we get into conversations, as we just did with Margaret Brown. Um, so much to talk about, and I'm very anxious to talk to you about Lincoln's last days. Um, this is not your first book intended for a younger audience. Why did you feel this story about Lincoln was so important to bring to uh, readers of this age group? Well, uh, to be honest, uh, it was uh, my publisher who you know, approached me with the idea. Uh, really? Yes. Uh, both Bill O'Reilly and I have the same publisher, Henry Holt. Mm-hmm. And what I learned was the uh, adult publisher contacted his counterpart you know, on the children's side and said, you know, uh, Killing Lincoln has been just doing absolutely great. And we think that this is an important story to for the young adult market uh, to introduce kids who would be unfamiliar with more of the details of uh, the final days of Lincoln, the impact at the end of the Civil War, you know, and the ramifications thereof. Uh, my, uh, my publisher uh, thought it was a great idea when she had her uh, regular editorial meeting with her editors, she mm-hmm. threw out the idea and said, who among our group of writers that we work with would be capable of doing this sort of adaptation? And I had, uh, the previous year, done a similar sort of project. I had adapted D. Brown's classic of the American West called Bury My Heart at Wounded Knee, uh, mm-hmm. called Saga of the Sioux, which has won a couple of awards. Uh, since then, and so my name was recommended. Uh, Laura, my publisher, contacted my agent, uh, and the deal was struck, and I was off to the races. Wow. Wow. <laughs> um, now, I have to ask you about this collaboration with Bill O'Reilly. Did you actually uh, work with him? Did you work from his work? What was your association we had a compressed schedule. Uh, Bill mm-hmm. O'Reilly is based in Washington, D.C., and I'm here in Brooklyn, New York. And uh, the publisher basically, uh, okay, I was approached just before Christmas, 
and they wanted to have, this was Christmas of 2011, and mm-hmm. they wanted to have the book on sale in August 2012. So this basically was an instant book. Wow. Yes. Uh, and I just looked at that and I said, okay, I can do this. It is going to be very intense. <laughs> you know, in addition to that, they wanted to have a visual package because, of course, this being for the young adult market, you need to have mm-hmm. as many illustrations as possible. Sure. And the book is uh, has so many people who are just names. So the challenge was to find uh, photographs of the you know, of of these individuals, and I was happy to say that I was able to find almost everybody. And the upshot was that I was given basically two months to take his book, Killing Lincoln, and adapt it for the young adult market and give them what amounted to in print 150 illustrations. So, as I said, it was a very intense two-month period in which my, my so. wife and daughter had to stay away from me. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is intense. And I think anybody who has had to even put together a thesis, let alone a publication, they, they can appreciate what you're saying here. This this is phenomenal. Well, And it was a lot of fun. Uh, I have to say, I, he wrote a very powerful story. And so mm-hmm. in, in that respect, it was easy to work with. Then, of course, the difficult thing is I had to take a roughly 110,000-word manuscript and trim it to 40,000 words mm-hmm. and then add uh, some extra you know, material, for instance, uh, explanations of quick explanations of who some of these people are because sure. obviously – you have the presupposition that adults know who the a bunch of these individuals are, something that you cannot expect mm-hmm. kids to know. So it was identifying that material and then obviously having trimmed all of the text to rework the transition so to make sure that the narrative flowed smoothly. Uh, I'm happy to say that everyone was really thrilled. I also suspect they were also very relieved uh, when I delivered what I did. Uh, and uh, the, the book uh, debuted at number two on the New York Times bestseller list. And the second week on sale, it went to number one. And uh, I couldn't be happier. Absolutely. I have to say I love the way this book is set up almost like a theatrical play with the cast of characters right at the beginning, um, which which I think was wonderful, especially where you're saying you you wanted to explain who these people were in history. And was this your intent uh, to utilize this perspective as sort of a, a theatrical um, sort of approach? Uh, that came about organically. I, obviously, we had meetings, uh, the, my editor, my publisher, and designer, and uh, we, re- we recognized early on that in addition to the core story itself, in other words, O'Reilly's manuscript, mm-hmm. we needed to add extra material to help round out, flesh out the story uh, so that kids got a better understanding of what it was like uh, living in Washington, D.C. at that time, because, of course, this is way before the Internet and mm. no cell phones, in fact, no phones at all. Uh, and the fastest mode of transportation was the railroad, which went at the lightning speed of 
20 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, and the fact that uh, everyone, you, normal modes of travel were either by foot or with horse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, to give you what was really, when I'm doing my research, one of the things that really struck me was there were a lot of horses in Washington, D.C., especially during the war. And during the summertime, when the wind came from a certain direction, oh, boy, it probably oh smelled gosh. pretty strong. <laughs> wow. And, and all of these things, I think, are difficult uh, to just unless you really are writing it very clearly kids 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 wouldn't appreciate that they they uh, have no concept the further gener- our generations go we have no concept of those those kinds of living and this is where what's so fun for me to uh, do this sort of stuff i've written a number of books uh, graphic histories graphic biographies mm-hmm. and yes it is a challenge but it's one that i really love doing because it is uh, such fun to explain these sorts of things. It just, you know, it's very simple and very clear. And once you lay it down, it's just like, oh, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've only got a couple of minutes before we have another break. Um, and I, I want to bring up your background in that you were executive editor of Topps Comics and your publishing career actually began at Marvel. Um, how did you bridge, and like I say, we've only got two minutes, so we'll do a lot more talking about this after the break, but bridging this career to publishing history books, was that really far-fetched? Uh, when I was in my hometown of Devil's Lake, North Dakota, uh, I was honored by, uh, I was their uh, speaker at the Chautauqua uh, this, uh, earlier this year, and a few years ago I was the keynote speaker at a high school graduation. And I told these, you know, the students and everyone, I said, if the me from now had gone back to me you know, at, at my graduation and said, by the way, Dwight, you are going to do X, Y, Z, A, B, C, da, 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 da. That me, as a kid, I would have said, you're crazy. <laughs> because there is absolutely no way you could have planned or mapped out my eclectic bohemian career. Uh, I have... Yeah, periodically I look back at it and I say, this is crazy. <laughs> I have always uh, just, I, I just shake my head over it because I've had so many different opportunities, wonderful opportunities, and I've been so fortunate in being able to take advantage of them, and I've just been having a ball. Oh, how wonderful. We're talking today with Dwight Zimmerman. He's the co-author of the New York Times number one best-selling Lincoln's Last Days. We're going to chat more with him after the break here on Military Mom Talk Radio. Be right back. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Second chances. We all deserve them. And we are all worthy of them. Second chances. With your host, Midge Noble. Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central on Toginet is like coming home to warm, fresh-baked cookies, a hug from Grandma, or an enthusiastic greeting from your dog. 
Second Chances, hosted by Mitch Noble, a licensed professional counselor, is affirming, warm, genuine, validating, and thought-provoking. Second Chances is a place to be heard, a place to laugh, a place to cry, and a place to be seen. For more on Midge and Second Chances, check out MidgeNobleSecondChances.com. Then be a part of a show that will change how you think, how you feel, and what you do. Give yourself the gift of Second Chances and see where it will take you. So take a deep breath, open your heart, open your mind, and join host Midge Noble for Second Chances. Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central on toginet.com. In today's business world, a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find. And if that happens to you, then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs from making mistakes or getting a raw deal. It's called Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central. Josephine is going to have the guests describe their accomplishments, the lessons they've learned, both good and bad, and then sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of paying it forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to MyMomKnowsBest.com. Josephine Girasi has always been a problem solver. She saw this need and has turned it into a movement. It's Paying It Forward. With tips, tools, and advice, and hard lessons learned, these pieces of knowledge can make a huge difference for you, your business, and others. So join us for Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi, Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central, on Doginet.com. Put a boot in your ass, it's the American way. Help Sam, put your name at the top of his list and a statue. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Welcome back, everyone. This is Robin Boyd on Military Mom Talk Radio. Today on our Veterans Day um, tribute, we spoke earlier today with uh, Margaret Brown. She's the author of That Time, That Place, That War. If you did miss the earlier part of our show, it's always available here on toganet.com. You can always find our podcasts on our show page. You can always find them on iTunes and uh, on our website, Military MomTalkRadio.com. Our podcast page is now working. We had a little issue with our podcast page on our website. So it is fine. It's happy. And there's lots of podcasts sitting there waiting for everyone to tune in. Right now, we're talking with Dwight John Zimmerman. He is the author of Lincoln's Last Days. And we were just before the break talking to you, Dwight, about your eclectic career. And I, I'd like to talk about some of your other podcasts publications, especially in light of your history with uh, Marvel Comics, specifically your publication, The Vietnam War, uh, A Graphic History. My first thought, and I think I mentioned this the first time you were on our show, was Bill Malden's artistic depiction of Willie and Joe during World War II. Were you influenced by the works of someone like Bill Malden and others to bring history to people's uh, attention? Well, I was very familiar with his work, uh, but that is, his stuff is uh, very different. It Uh, is. Yeah. And with the Vietnam War graphic history, okay, I was a kid growing up. 
during that period. And I was just so, yeah, yeah, this this will you know, come as a shock to you, I, I know. I was just so puzzled at, because my whole approach as a preteen and then, you know, young teen uh, was if we're in a war, then why aren't we in there to win it? Yeah, yeah. I I could never figure out because I'm seeing the Ho Chi Minh Trail and we're not going in there and, you know, at least not officially, but uh, we're not doing anything to really stop, you know, everything that's going on. So fundamentally, this was my attempt to answer to today's generations that question, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. why? Mm -hmm. And it's obviously a very complex explanation and no it's not the definitive uh, in detail uh, explanation however recognize because nowadays you, you you periodically hear politicians say this is not going to be another Vietnam this is not mm-hmm. going to be another Vietnam etc cetera, etc cetera. and it matters, yep. yeah, especially with Iraq and Afghanistan it has mm-hmm. become worse than Vietnam uh, in in some respects uh, particularly the length so to kids you know, uh, growing up post-Vietnam, it's like, well, what does that mean? Mm. And this is a, an attempt to explain, the, you know, to make accessible the story of a very complex and divisive war that came the closest to the Civil War in tearing the country apart. Absolutely. My 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 impression was, and I wasn't trying to compare your the actual work to uh, others. I think this generation has become so uh, digitally dependent. Uh, everything is sort of presented to people that I don't want young people to not embrace history because it might be in a textbook book and you're required to read it because you have to have so many history credits and so many uh, humanities credits. This approach to me is bringing the same information or the, the information that we need new generations to know in a different light so that they are going to be more likely to read it, more likely to understand it, because it's done in a completely different perspective. And I appreciate the the, the, the whole presentation. I, I was very impressed by it. Well, thank you. I'm really happy to hear that. Uh, that is one of the overarching goals. I, I was just absolutely thrilled to have this opportunity to combine my comic book experience with that of my you know, hist- uh, military mm-hmm. history background, and uh, I was able to, you know, follow up. Uh, I, I, I literally had two books come out uh, this summer. Um, uh, one was two years in the making, and the other, the, uh, Lincoln's Last Days, was two months in the making. <laughs> A little different. <laughs> uh, yeah, yes, I, it is, though it's completely coincidental, but I did, I did mm. have to laugh. The other one mm. was uh, The Hammer and the Anvil, Frederick mm-hmm. Douglass, Abraham Lincoln, and the End of Slavery in America. It has a foreword by James McPherson, uh, the Pulitzer Prize-winning author and our greatest living uh, historian of the Civil War. Um, you know, 
uh, Jim, uh, I've worked with him in the past, and an absolutely wonderful person. Anyway, uh, Wayne Van Zant, my artist on the Vietnam War graphic history, is also the artist on The Hammer and the Anvil. And uh, I mean, I'm just absolutely thrilled with that. It has gotten great acclaim. And again, as, as we've discussed earlier, it's making accessible in a visual format to kids important periods of our mm -hmm. history. Uh, we have so much going on right now. And the thing that I want to really stress is history is made by people. Yes, there are names and dates, but it's the actions of these people that mm -hmm. make history. And that is really what uh, everything that I do now is to bring that out, to make something old live again. Uh, that it, and I have been so um, humbled by the many opportunities that I've had to do this sort of stuff. I've gotten, I've written right now more than a dozen books uh, on history and military history, and I have enjoyed you know, the experiences of every one of them. And it's finding the different ways uh, to make these periods interesting to uh, people, uh, young, old. Uh, my book, Uncommon Valor, about the Medal of Honor and the warriors from Afghanistan and Iraq who received it, uh, when we were doing the research for that, by the way, that uh, received the uh, Military Writers Society of America's highest honor, the Founders Award. Uh, which I was completely stunned. Well, very rightly so from what I hear. Uh, yeah, it, it would, <laughs> I, obviously it was great. Uh, but in doing the research there, I discovered that uh, there was no one book that had a complete story of the history of the Medal of Honor. There mm -hmm. would be bits and pieces, and rightfully so, every, you know, all these books that talk, talked about the recipients, which they should. But... Given the fact that since the Vietnam War, we had so few at the time that we were doing the research on the book, uh, there were only uh, six uh, Medal of Honor recipients, uh, two from Mogadishu and then four from Afghanistan and Iraq. There were more afterwards. So people basically forgot what the Medal of Honor was. Oh, my gosh. Well, the, wow. but you can... Yeah. Uh, when you see so few of them having been awarded, it's easy to understand, you know, uh, since 1975 to 2008. Well, that's right. a long time. That and is. And so we uh, approached our publisher and said, look, the original package was to talk about these recipients, but we need to mm -hmm. add the story of the Medal of Honor. Right. And, right. Uh, and fortunately, a publisher agreed. So, in effect, it's two books in one, but it, we needed that to give perspective, and uh, the right. story of the Medal of Honor itself is not a pretty story, as we discovered. Well, certainly. Dwight, we're going to have to ask you to come back another day. I hope you'll visit us again. Oh, I'd love um, to. We're right at the end. Can you give us a website where people could find your work? Uh, everything's available on Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com. 
and they should just look up Dwight John Zimmerman and you will find everything there. Thank you so much for being with us today. Um, so enlightening and um, have a wonderful holiday season and we're looking forward to having you back come, come 2013. Thank you so much. I've had a great time and I look forward to being a guest again soon. Oh, thanks so much. It was wonderful visiting again with Linda Maloney, Margaret Brown, and Dwight Zimmerman. We hope they'll join us again in 2013, and we have lots more authors to introduce to you as well. We can't wait. We're so excited. We hope this season is filled with joy, filled with love, that you're enjoying this holiday, and it's a time for family, it's a time for love, and we hope that you're all together with your family. And if not, we hope they're all coming home soon. Join us again next week. We've got a little holiday music for you on Military Mom Talk Radio. Thank you for being part of Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com with Robin Boyd and Sandra Beck, the owner of Motherhood Incorporated. Military Mom Talk Radio is here each week to provide a powerful platform for women to discuss their ideas, issues, and concerns with respect to the military lifestyle. For more information on the show or Sandra and Robin, go to MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com. This is their mission, helping military moms. So join us again next Monday for Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd, Monday afternoons, 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, on Toginet. <laughs>